Welcome to the Afro Gamer Podcast, where we discuss everything gaming and esports in Africa. We speak to different personalities, pro players, the presidents of esports association, anyone and everyone who is into esports in Africa. My name is Ife. Today we do have a special guest with us. Um, I would allow her to do the introduction because she has so many laurels, literally, you know, as someone in the um, game development industry. Um, her name is Sid Incube. Forgive me if I'm not pronouncing your name properly. And I will allow you to introduce yourself so that our viewers can know who you are. Hey. Hello, viewers. Um, so my name is Site Ngube. Okay, um, I yes. I knew I had a, <laughs> I had a feeling I was I was not doing justice to the name. I do apologize. Uh, so my name is Site Ngube. I do a bunch of things, um, but everything for me started with community management and game development. Um, I also help with game development events, but um, and I run an initiative called Prosarium.net that that has a goal to document a thousand African women and their contributions to games. Um, and most recently, um, I was appointed as one, one of the advisors for the Black Game Developers Fund um, by Humble Games. And yeah, I guess that's it for now. But like a lot of times I'm in and out of things that are mostly events and initiatives to get more Africans in games because that's what I am all about, getting more Africans involved in making games. Okay, thank you very much, Site. Now I'm going to pronounce it properly. You mentioned mm -hmm. you started up as a community manager for um, game development. The question to you now is how did you... Um, get into game development? How did the passion start? Okay, so it all started with... Um, where can I say it started? I mean, playing games is something I've done for the longest time. Like, I'm quite an introverted person, even though I have brothers. In fact, like, since I have... Um, brothers and family that plays games like all we do at home is play games like from the time we were kids we never played outside much we actually weren't allowed to play outside so we were always inside playing games and playing the computer I'm sure my mom would, would was kind of happy about that because she always knew we were safe in front of a screen we weren't outside um yeah so that's where the interest started in my whole life but like um in terms of actually making games. So when I was about, let's see, or let me just give the year because I can't calculate how old I am. Um, <laughs> in like 2013, um, I started working at a tech incubator um, as a social media manager, uh, Bongo Hive. So I was a oh, social media intern first and then manager. Um, and um, they, and I was basically, a lot of what I was doing at the time was talking to people in the community, find out what they're doing and writing about, you know, interesting things people are doing in tech. Um, and while I was working there, I found out about a game developer from Zambia, someone who made their own game using Java. His name is Ifunga. He made a cool game. 
a JRPG based on a comic, and I thought it was like so cool. That was the first time I ever heard of someone in Zambia making their own game, and the amount of work he put into it, like he like it was such a like he made all the stuff, everything using Java, and um, the, it was his own story. Was very original. And I just thought it was so amazing and so cool. So I profiled him. And um, from there, I was just like, wow, like, I'm sure there are more people in Zambia who are making their own games. I wonder where they are. So I wanted to, so um, like, I kind of wanted to have a community where we would not only find other people who are making games in Zambia, in Lusaka, Zambia more specifically but also find out people who are um also learn ourselves how to make games because um at the time i was also like i was looking up learning game development i found out about unity which was a challenge which was like seemed really tough so i was like okay is there anything we can do that doesn't require coding and there were all these little game development kits like construct and stencil and it was fun just exploring them as a group. So they started a community in Zambia at the time um, called Ubongo Game Lab. And we would just host events to get people more interested in game development. We had an event called the Game Game Dev Weekend. And like the space was small, but it was the first time that the space was so packed. Like we actually had to turn people away. And I was like, well, actually, that was where Bongo Game Lab was formed. After we saw like how interested people were in actually learning how to make games, I was like, "Whoa! Like, if people are this interested, like, let's keep going." So, um, yeah, the year after that, we applied to host Global Game Jam in Zambia. Global Game Jam is the I guess the largest game development event in the world. It happens online in the last weekend of January, and people. Um, in various locations in the world, just come together and make games over a weekend. So that was, um, yeah, we we hosted that event in Zambia. And the year afterwards, they invited me to be a regional organizer. Um, and I was like, oh no, that's that's really cool, like regional organizer for Sub-Saharan Africa. And I thought that was really cool because I was interested in finding out what other communities there are in Africa for game development. And I think, yeah, that's, the story of where it started um yeah <laughs> okay wonderful wonderful that that's interesting it it doesn't look like you do have a lot of exp experience from everything you've um told told us i know growing up as a kid we're just interested in playing of the games rather than knowing you know how does it work how do how do you put all this thing together and you've been able to break it down as to now you know people are kind of curious and more people are going into um, game development um the question i ask everyone that comes on the show is game development in africa as a whole how would you rate it over 10. over 10. yes your scorecard okay. over 10 and why i actually i can't give a rating for the whole continent um, okay. because people go ahead go ahead go ahead no, I can't give a, ra a rating out of 10. I can't give a rating out of 10. It's it's too hard for me to give a rating out of 10 for the whole is it, continent. Is it because um, it's, too, it's, it's too low or it's too high or you're just no, not it's, it enough? It's, it, it, it's nothing, it has nothing to do with that. It's just that things are so different. Um, and it's just that things are so different. Like 
for example, if you look at the South African games industry and you take a very another random games industry, okay, like South African game industry, Zambian games industry, um, maybe the Togolese games industry, like they're all very different. So I actually, it's very hard for me to give a rating, even if you ask me. And also, hmm, very, it's a very tough because I'm, I'm trying to think like, even if, if you asked me about another part of the world, like if you said, the European games industry. I don't know if you, you would want me to like just look at the best stuff or if you want me to look at Europe as a whole. So it's really hard to give a rating. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you can use the metrics of in your perfect world, this is where you want Africa to be. But now your scorecard will be like, okay, fine. This is where we are at now. So, okay, let's remove the scorecard. Let's say, okay, in your perfect world, what will you want Africa to be in terms of game development? And from what you've seen and your experience, where are we now? Mm, so in my perfect world, I would want Africans to be able to, I, I mean, I say this all the time, to be financially, culturally, and socially benefiting from games development. Um, like, okay, like, I think we have a lot of potential and we are not anywhere near where we can reach. So. I would give us a low rating, but it, it seems it would seem pessimistic for me to give a low rating, but it's because I think we can go really, really far. Um, so if you were to ask like where we are on in terms of being on the way to where I would want the games industry to be, I would say two or three, but it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it seems like, yeah, you know, being, giving a rating, is, it doesn't seem so nice, but the reason I'm giving it that is because um, I I think we have a lot of potential, and the path to us being able to benefit from to, uh, the industry um, is like we have a lot of things to do. But the, the also the rest of the world, um, in comparison to the rest of the world, I think we give too much attention to the rest of the world and we don't mm. really acknowledge uh, oh let me just say specifically we give to, a lot of attention to the western world in game development and not and we don't give that much attention to people in other parts of the world because um actually um um something i learned recently which i you know if you were to actually think about it it's um it's if you actually think about it you might realize it but the it, the the global south or the outside the west let's say south america africa asia um countries outside the west they are actually in the majority of labor in the game development industry but when you go to conferences and um talks about game development industry they talk about people they talk about the rest of the world being the minority um being uh, yeah but actually the vast majority of the rest of the world contributes to the labor of game developments, like particularly in AAA studios. So, you know, it's something which like, you don't really think about that, but then you realize like, well, actually, you know, there are a lot of people outside the West. In fact, the majority of the people in the games industry are outside the West. It's just that the attention and the focus of the industry is a lot from a Western perspective. So, um, yeah, I think reframing that, reframing that way of looking at game development, and um, 
putting ourselves in a position that our work can be recognized, not just in the stories, but even with people's um, people's own personal career achievements. I think that kind of stuff can really change where we are in the game development industry. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, so for all our viewers and our listeners, if you have any questions for Cite, um, go ahead and throw it in the comment section and we'll go ahead and read it. Um, we do have a few comments and let's just briefly go through them and get back to the conversation. So we do have Olutosin. Um, he said, Cite, a big inspiration. Ah, uh, hey, Toshi. <laughs> Um, so we have Stevenson. He said you can use Unity without coding. Yeah, and, you can now. Yeah. And but, he said, okay, go ahead before I read his. Oh, no, I'm saying like where I found Unity in 2013 was extremely intimidating. Like where I found in Unity at the, at the time, I couldn't figure out how to do stuff. Um, even the tutorials, it seemed like, wow, like just to move, just, just to have a character move, you have to put all this code. I was like, Surely it must be there must be an easier way. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he he also said I use Unity and Unreal Engine. And going to the scorecard, he said Africa four over ten. So um, Stevenson, why are you giving um, the continent four over ten? Oh, so I'm actually looking here, and he's like Africa four out of ten, Nigeria one out of ten. No way. <laughs> Nigeria is is Nigeria is really. Um, is one of the countries that's pretty ahead or or using their resources well, particularly with mobile game development. And I know um, Nigeria gets a lot of support from the diaspora, like for their ga local game developers, which is really cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so Stevenson also countered what I think, okay, he just commented again, said majority of Nigerian game developers I know aren't in Africa, they're based in the EU. Um, I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree well, with that. Literally, all the Nigerian game developers I know are based in Nigeria. Exactly. Uh, same, same here. Shout out to, um, sorry, Hugo Obi, who um, just released Ward King recently. Game. Um, I think it was in the paper in Nigeria. I saw a picture of it being in the paper. So yeah. Yeah, there are so many. All, all. Hmm. There are so many of them. So, so probably you're 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 not networking the right way. Yeah. Because, well, yeah. I mean, look, it, actually, if you, in terms of the amount of Nigerians in the diaspora, there are a lot of Nigerians in the diaspora, a lot. But there are also a lot of Nigerians in Nigeria. So literally, if you look, wherever you look, you're going to find Nigerian game developers. If you're looking in Nigeria, you'll find Nigerian game developers. If you're looking in the diaspora, you'll find Nigerian game developers. So it's just about where you're looking because it is not hard. It is not hard to find Nigerian game developers from Nigeria. Exactly. Just I need... here, is it... yeah, Sorry, isn't Toshin, isn't Oluwa Toshin a game developer himself? Exactly. Yeah, so I was about to <laughs> refer him to. So, Stevenson, you're not the only person in Nigeria because I can see you saying you like to network, you like to meet them. We do have a Tosin who is in the chats. He is a game developer and, you know, he's, he's one of the figures in the game development community. So, you can reach out to him, you can connect with him, and, he, you know, he will link you up with a lot of people. So Tosin also said, congratulations on becoming a strategic advisor for the Black Game Developer Fund. 
how will this impact Africa as a whole? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Oluwa Toshin. Um, so I'm hoping, like, you know, it's so hard to find opportunities for funding game development in Africa, like despite people's attitudes changing, like people are becoming more accepting of game development as um, something to pursue. But people aren't throwing money at game developers here. So it's so hard. And game development needs the resources. Game development needs resources. It's not something like, um, I mean, a lot of things are becoming easier to do, like um, making your own videos, films, or whatever. Like you can kind of pick up a, a phone and make your own like little documentaries and stuff. But that's not the case with game development here. You will always need um, more resources than most other arts. Um, so I, you know, I hope that people seeing that there is a fund available for, um, game developers from all, all, black game developers from all over the world, including Africa, like the West is, so Humble Games is, um, in the States. Um, but I hope that, you know, people seeing that, oh, okay, people from that side want to fund game developers in Africa. I hope people in Africa start seeing, um, that, there is value in what we have here and start funding our own ventures, like putting money into our own ventures, because it is honestly so hard to get the resources for game development. And it's, and even when you have the resources, you need time to work with them. And that's time which um, require, if you want it to happen in a reasonable time, people need to work full time on stuff. Um, so I hope people will start funding studios, careers, and projects in games and collaborating um, in stuff as well. So that's what I hope. Um, in so that's what I hope changes in Africa as a whole. But in terms of how the fund itself will impact Africa, um, I guess the games which will be funded. Um, yeah, that's one way for the, the industries in those specific regions to grow, um, you know, and also, you know, getting funding from once get like, you know, once you st actually start getting that first funding, it gets easier to get further funding. So, yeah, I hope it does have an effect like that on the games that do get funded. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, there's this misconception about um, game development. When you mm -hmm. say you're into game development, the first thing they think is you make games and you have been able to explain even to myself that there's a whole lot of roles um, and um, talents that does not have to do with actually creating the games. And you are, mm -hmm. you know, you are a figure in that community for Africa. I think it would be nice for you to break it down to us as to what does game development entail and what other roles aside actually making the games. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we had this talk earlier um, because you wanted me to give my background in game development, and I was like, uh, actually, I'm not, I'm not that involved in game development, um, in specifically in game development. Even though I can, I do make game jam games, so I'm not a game developer. Oh, you asked me about my career as a game developer. Yeah, that's what you asked me, and I was like, yeah. I don't really consider myself a game developer, but um, I am in the community and in the industry, so. Um, it's kind of like how, what analogy did I think about? It's kind of like how with coding, like you can know how to code and you can know how to make websites, but it, or you can know how to make, make websites or you made a few websites, but you don't like already 
consider yourself right away a front-end developer or developer like just like mm -hmm. that and you can still and you're still free to move around in the tech space a lot of times like one like um yeah like just your entry into the tech space whether it's with coding databases um devops um business intelligence whatever your entry space into that world is like usually you will move a lot around the, the tech space so um you can kind of consider game development sim it, similarly to that um, I hope that analogy actually works with a lot of people. Um, I, I, I think I think a perfect one would be being in the movie industry. Not everyone is going yeah. to be an actor or a producer. They are yeah, actually, yeah. I think that. Yeah, that actually, would... yeah, I think that. Yeah, you're right. That is actually a better. Yeah, that is actually a better um, analogy because, in terms of the roles, especially if you're looking at the roles in game development, if you look at if you compare it to something like the film industry. Um, you have actors, you have voice actors, you have directors, you have writers, you have producers, you have people who are doing a lot more technical stuff like the special effects, sound engineering. Um, yeah, you have all of that. Um, there are some people who can do all that. There are some people who make their own films or, and even within like the type of films that are made, you have so many different categories. Like you have people who are posting stuff on YouTube, you have people stuff on Instagram, you have people who are making, um, you know, blockbuster films, you have people who are making indie films, um, you have people who are making films for TV, you know, Nollywood stuff, um, those kinds of studios. Like, I think, yeah, like looking at things like that, like comparing it to that, like I think that might give people a better sense of how how many roles there are actually in the game development industry. Um, because not everyone who is like, to be in the industry, it's not, you don't just have to be a developer. You don't, like, it's not that everyone in the industry is a developer, not not everyone in the industry who can sit down and just and make a game. Some people are in the industry, they're writers, they're directors, they're specifically designers. Um, and some people's roles change a lot. Some people do all of that. Some people just make game jam games. Some people are just hobbyist developers and they still get financially supported for that. Some people make games specifically for culture. Like, um, and, I, and I think that's actually an interesting avenue to look at it, like, um, because I know that's, um, uh, sorry, going back to opportunities or um, I know that there are a lot of, some embassies um, do fund like, game projects, but I think game projects for cultural, for, um, you know, for cultural reasons. And I think we should look into funding our own games like that, like people just coming together and making games for the culture. But yeah, sorry. Now back to the analogy for the film industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just like that, like you have a lot of people in games, like you can be if a lot of people a lot of how people start out is like they get an idea and they learn how to make the game by themselves and um that's how a lot of people see it a lot of people see it as like okay i have this idea i want to make a game i make this game i post this game online i'm a game developer now um but you there are a lot of ways you can get into game development maybe you just know you maybe you're a good illustrator already uh maybe you're really good at writing and you contribute to writing to a game um, you're working in the games industry now, or you're a part of the industry now. You're like doing writings for writing for games, doing concept art for games, um, and even sound for games. Like there are those avenues which I don't think a lot of people look at um, 
like when they start out on the continent or, or yeah um but it's a great like it's a great way to start like if especially if you don't or if you don't um have the if you don't have the resources to make a full game um yeah as i mentioned before it's like really resource intensive to make a game but if you still want to be a part of the industry um whatever skill you'd like to contribute like if it's writing um if it's illustration if it's sound if it's voice acting um you can try and get try and enter from the that i don't know too many stories of people who have done that but i but the, the thing is i would love to see more i would love to see more people um you know really considering um like how can i say it having their dedicated space or um yeah but not traditionally from starting game development like making your own game like yeah writing for games voice acting sound music i think like that's that's another way where i think we need more africans in game development that's another way people can get in and i think more people should look into that look yeah. into that okay great while you're talking something came to mind it's just a quick question what do you think about do you think it will be smart or wise to actually have um either game development courses in universities or have a a continental game development school you're asking me if i think it will be smart or wise mm -hmm. i don't I don't have the business acumen to determine if that would be smart or wise, um, but it's something which I would like to. I, I mean, I think people are already giving it a shot. I've heard, I saw something recently. I just don't want to say any names specifically because I might be getting things wrong. But I do recall seeing, if not one, two sort of Af Af African game development courses like outside of South Africa because I think um like the South Africa is has for a long time been like the only place you can really study game game design and development in Africa but I think maybe other places are starting to look at having professional courses for that um so I think I've seen two places recently but I'm not going to say the names specifically because i might get it wrong but maybe you know about them um but yeah I, I mean i do think more people should give it should i think more people should give it a shot let's see how it works out let's see how it works out let's see what we can learn from that um yeah i don't think i know anyone per se i know someone who does um game development classes for young kids i know mm -hmm. just that one person okay no that's not what i'm talking about let me Google it right now. Okay, we can go to the next the next question, but I will Google it, and if I am right, I will say it. Okay, um, so let me just read a few comments. Um, okay, so Ajayis Joshua said, "Yo, Stevenson, I know that feeling, but trust me, there are about sixty plus game developers I know personally, including myself and Tosin. So there you go, <laughs> Stevenson, and he further went say, "Site elbow grease, please." How do we locate you and others like you in Africa who do other things in games aside from programming? We honestly need a more robust games community. Okay. You have located me. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
um joshua at the end of the show stay tuned she would be able to give you more information like you know if you want to um, follow her on twitter she would give, you know if that's okay with you um you know how you can connect with her um he said he also said um there are games development courses offered in universities outside africa right now yes that that is yeah. that yeah that is a given that that is okay. a given. and he also and I, yeah he agreed with you he said it won't be bad it won't be so bad if we give it a shot here right and i found and i found what i was talking about and i was actually right i was gonna say it was letty art um so aram tawia you know yeah so um um joining forces with Ghanaian Blue Crest College to launch a series of virtual online certificate courses. Um, oh, one, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. And, and I think that is a great, um, I, I think that's cool, especially um, created by someone who is a, like kind of like a pioneer in our field because Aram has been, uh, has been doing this for a while. Like I remember in 2013, when I was looking for game developers in Africa, Aram was, was like like he was on top of like I was always finding out about Aram Aram and um like he's been at it for a while and he has um a unique vision. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. No, sorry, I'm just looking at this. Yeah, Blue <laughs> Blue Crest University College launches virtual online certificate courses in Ghana. I'm sure I saw another place, but just as long as I found one to confirm that people are actually doing it. That's awesome. Okay, that, that's 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 good. I hope that encourages more people to be able to take a look at them and see how they can get into it. Moving forward, you have your own initiative where you mm -hmm. document. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, um, African um, African women gamers or Black women gamers. I I'm, I know it's one of them. Could you could you tell us more about um, your own initiative? Yeah, so it's not African women gamers, it's African women and their contributions to games. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, kind of, so um, one of the most, yeah, so in terms of visible representation in the games industry, like um, myself as an African woman, very hard to find other African women. And, but the thing is, I know so many cool women who are actually who have actually done stuff in games or who have actually have an interest. And I just think it would be a good idea to highlight um, African women in games so that people can see, to encourage other African women to participate in games and also like to already show um, the, uh, the achievements of African women in games and even the women who aren't specifically in games but are contributing to games. Um, so that's, my initiative currently um we're in the process of hiring someone to help us with that because i'm a bit busy with other things but um, of the people i've interviewed and there are so many people like who are actually in my database who i'm yeah i'm reaching out to and getting interviews from um and it's really cool like seeing people who even i didn't know about and just hearing more about the people who i i, I know about and putting that all out there. If you check our website right now, we have 14 interviews at the moment. And it's people from all over. And you when you hear their perspectives and what and what um they want to see in the industry, um, it's really enlightening. Um and also myself as a 
Oh, yeah, you opened the website. <laughs> Myself yeah. as an African woman in games, um, in games like a lot of times I'm asked to speak at events or give my opinion on things. And I'm like, why is it always me? I'm not the only one. I'm literally still learning this. There are people who have done way more than me. Why don't you guys talk to them? Like, that's what I say inside. <laughs> so I'm just like, so I would like to highlight like African women. I'm like, look, I promise you. I'm, and also in my head, like when I started um, like game, when I started looking for African game developers in general, a lot in a lot of places, People are like, no, there are no game developers in this country. And I'm like, I refuse to believe that. Like, you can't tell me that a whole country of people, like, look, the whole world is making games. The whole world is making games. There are games all over the world. You can't tell me that there is a whole country where no one has ever made a game. You cannot tell me that. So, um, like, I, like, one of the things I was I enjoyed doing um, as part of the Global Game Jam um, in terms of looking for more countries to participate is I enjoyed looking for those specific communities where there's someone who has made a game and, um, uh, you know, kind of getting them to participate in the Global Game Jam. Maybe they start a community there, um, which is nice. So even in terms of African women in games, why I say a thousand African women in games, um, um, women's contributions to games is off the top of my head or not off the top of my head, um, just in my in my heart, maybe I can say. <laughs> I am I am sure. Like I'm just like, look, there are easily, there are easily a hundred African women who are actively in games. Like I, I might just have to look for them, but they're there. So I was like, a thousand over five years should not be hard because I'm not just talking about like people who are actively in games, just anyone who has ever contributed to a game, whether it's through sound, whether it's through writing. I'm like, there must be a thousand African women in the world who have contributed to games. Let's find that. It's just like a cool personal um, goal of mine. Um, so I want to see where that goes. Yeah. Oh, you can go back to the website. Um, you scroll down. I just want to um, see my last two interviews. If... Okay, just one moment. Pick it up. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so if you scroll down, um, so my last two interviews is Nima Yer and Joy Ajay, Joy from Nigeria, uh, who was who saying they don't know any Nigerian game developers. Yeah, we even have Joy here. Yeah, so um, like, for example, like, yeah, so this is the kind of stuff I love uncovering. And um, Nima, um, she's a civic technologist and her visual novel, um, what was it? Choose your own fake news. It was actually featured. I think it was featured in C on CNN or something. Um, and it's a visual novel style game. Like it's it's which is mostly story based um, and illustration based. She did all the illustrations and all that stuff. Cool stuff. And you know, this is the kind of stuff which I I like to bring to the forefront because um, people make games for different reasons. Like it was more. Um, kind of a game to highlight fake news. And Joy, Joy is, um, yeah, so she's, she's a game developer in Nigeria. And she's also, I think, the first African woman on, uh, what was it called? Women in Games. Women in Games. She's an ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's the first um, Women in Games ambassador for Africa. So like people are doing really cool things. Um, and I want to highlight, I want to highlight the women who are doing cool things from Africa. So, that, you know, 
like you if you come to our website i would really love for you to be able to just come and see us like by the end of five years a thousand african women um making games i mean a thousand african women and their contributions to games just look up their stories you can contact them and you know whatever you're looking for you'll probably find or i hope you find and support us on patreon if you would like to see more stuff <laughs> okay guys so all our viewers and our listeners the website is proserium.net so go ahead check it out um you know support them you know and all they're doing great things and that would be wonderful of you guys okay so let me let me take that out <clears throat> excuse me um more comments Tosin said aram is a father figure to us and a very big motivation to help game developers mm -hmm. okay i guess joy ajay is also very popular just like you are and he, <laughs> he, he, yeah oh they both have ajay ajay are you guys related are you, are you, siblings? Are you guys siblings yeah that's maybe that'll be really cool yeah it will it will be so moving forward in terms of african women in games game development esports anything in that industry and field with your experience, do you think, you know, a cultural background is hindering women going into that industry? Hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wait, Joshua said, no, they're not no. related. So sorry for the assumption. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of, huh, I think a person who would be, I don't know if you've had Cholwe speak on your show before. Mm. I see her in the comments, Cholwe Shabukali. Oh, um, yeah. she, she, she's a friend to the house. Yeah, she has. She yeah. Has, she has yeah. <laughs> yeah. So asking if the um, backgrounds hinder people from taking part <sighs> in terms of esports and stuff. Yes, yeah. game development is for anything related. Do, do you think, you know, the whole mindset of, you know, how how a lot of Africans were brought up or things they saw, okay, fine, women are meant to be homekeepers and find that. You know, a lot of women are trying to empower themselves. We know that we're happy that it's happening. Do you think that mindset also is affecting them going into that industry? I I think it's affecting them. Yes, in a way, and also, but also, I think it's affecting um, their visibility because I I know a lot of friends who play games, like like probably. I, a lot of women. I know a lot of women who play games, and they're really fun women. They're um, they're really cool people, but you know they aren't as visible as I guess the guys in the industry. And one of the reasons is because like uh, this, I heard from friends personally a few years back. Um, kind of like when I started game development workshops, I the first time I held an all women's game development workshop, I asked. There were people who were just around me all the time who I didn't even know played games, but they were my friends. And when they showed up for the workshop um, and there was a conversation about like, um, how do you react to the way guys treat you? And I guess for me, I was used to it a lot or I wasn't, um, I didn't get as much negativity because I was always playing with my brothers and it was just a family thing my brothers and cousins. Um, but for them, you know, they didn't like the reactions which guys had to them playing games, the comments and all that stuff. So it would discourage them from being visible. So, um, and I, I can I definitely still see that happening today. So it, 
I think that's something which does um, hinder the progression of women in or the appeal women have to this career field because you know um, you don't want a lot of negative attention. I mean, in anything you do, you don't really want a lot of negative attention. And um, you know, something which even I get annoyed by um, is uh, when you're in a, when you're already existing in a space and people question your existence, like you're not or you're not already there, like. Um, you know, it's such a boring conversation asking me, oh, you, like, or being surprised that I play games. It's like, okay, what do you want me to say after that? Like, oh, you're a girl, you play games. I don't know a lot of girls who play games. I don't know what you want me to say after that. Like, I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm here. Like, like, you see me, I exist. Like, like, I don't know what you want me to say. You want me to say, oh, no, I'm, I'm just pretending, or I don't know, or, oh, or, I don't know what you want me to say, but I'm already here. I'm already having fun. And it's not like I'm here. I'm there just for the sake of being there. I'm there because I enjoy it. I'm there because I enjoy what I'm doing. Like, so, you know, instead of getting compelling conversations about um, what you like, about what you do, about, you know, you, you don't get a lot of compelling conversations. A lot of things are just questioning your existence in the space. Mm. Um, and that that is tiring. That is tiring. And I think even... Um, it's not just, um, yeah, so I can see that discouraging a lot of women in the space. Um, and um, I mean, I also, I mean, pe I, I did used to see a lot of times people asking black game developers that, but I think now, um, you know, we have more, like black game developers are more, are becoming more um, well-known and it's not, and even African game developers are more well-known. So it's not an, oh, it's not a, it's not such a people aren't so weird about it anymore. So yeah, so I think if people like kind of change their attitude and just accept that there are women who play games and women who want to have that as a career, like um, yeah, I mean, in within the space, I think people are changing their tune. But like outside of the space, like you still see people like like you see someone on the streets and they find out like maybe you play games and you're like. Oh, that's what you do. Like it's a guy thing and all that stuff. Like even within tech, you still get a lot of that, which is annoying. Um, but yeah, I think maybe that's what's discouraging, um, because within in the spaces themselves, I think um, people are getting more solidarity within themselves, um, among themselves, like women in like African women in tech groups, African women in games groups. Um, yeah. Oh wow! I don't I don't know what kind of guys those are. But once a lady tells me she's into games, next question: What games do you play? I'm looking. I'm looking for similarities. How we can play? Um, that's 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 me. I'm like, do you play this? Do you play that? If it's a game she's been playing, I've never heard from. Educate me. Tell me more about it. I would like to get into it. But you know, hopefully, it's changing because I know in the esports um scene also there's that debate of. Um, lady gamers and how they having that backlash like oh you see you know people have cussing them out like you suck mm -hmm. you shouldn't be a female you shouldn't be a gamer and so but I, I think the likes of twitch youtube gaming facebook gaming are kind of putting systems in place where you cannot use vulgar words on streams so i, I think i think that is a um, nice starting point so moving on, talking about opportunities for Africans in game development, I think you could 
um, break that down? What opportunities are there? Uh, right. So um, what did I mention? I think I did just start on this before when I mentioned that, oh, when I mentioned that people should look at other avenues for um, like, and I, I was talking more about like entry level, like entering, I guess, in career wise. Mm -hmm. But I think in terms of like um, funding and let's see funding or job opportunity okay job opportunities we've talked about um hmm i think i'm but i guess people do want to hear more about like in terms of like what opportunities they are for careers and growth mm -hmm. uh, so um there are so there are a lot of more recent arts or competitions global competitions that do fund game development game developers um but one which has been going for a while um is the digital lab africa so i remember i think that was like literally the first time i ever saw a competition where there was a category for game development um wow. and uh, for africans and i'm like oh wow but there are more of those are coming about um so if you keep your eyes open for it those kinds of things. Um, and also there are game jams globally um, that offer you the opportunity to collaborate with people in other countries. And I think more people should look into those because, um, okay, so there is a, just to go back, there's, there's, when you talk about opportunities for Africans in game development, there are so many categories under that. There's funding, there's networking, there's um, career opportunities, um, there is, um, cultural opportunities as well. Um, yeah, so things like game jams, those are great networking opportunities that are open to people around the world. Um, if you just look right now, so we're in the middle of a pandemic and when everything started, like um, a lot of industries were facing hardships, but one of the in industries which seemed to um, at least have a bit more survivability was the games industry because a lot of people already work remotely and a lot more people started buying games. Um, so, you know, people, so I'm hoping that that has opened people's eyes to what they can do in the entertainment industry, specifically with games, um, even if it's, even if it's not in terms of creation, um, but in terms of gaming and, um, I guess journalism and blogging. Um, yeah, there. I wish I could break this down in a in a nice chart. In maybe a nice chart. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, th I think maybe you should. Sorry to cut you I think you should. It will be it will be nice to see because when I talk to people about esports and gaming as a whole, I tell people you don't necessarily have to be a gamer. You don't necessarily mm -hmm. have to be in a team. If you are someone who likes to tweet a lot, you can be an esports or a gaming um, social media person. Exactly. Yeah, social medias and commentators. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Journalists, all that stuff. In, in fact, yeah, like we really need, like, you know, the way you can contribute to games, um, the opportunities, it's not just like you making or playing games, like, but even like just your perspective, your opinion, like, um, I think the perspective of Africans is very valid, like even not um, not just like in terms of 
people wanting to wanting cultural representation of Africans, but even just businesses, because Africa is what is it like the has the largest youth population and mm -hmm. you know more people are getting phones so you know people are gonna find um you know consumer habits in africa um like valuable uh and even just being able to market people's games to locals valuable. so journalism there is a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, honestly. Um, and I think people need to just think more creatively. It's not always game development. But if you are a game developer, if you are a game developer, by the way, please don't be... Another thing is um, put your work out there as well. Like, don't be don't be so secluded and all that stuff. Um, show that you're what you're working on because I know a lot of people tend to keep secretive because they're worried of people stealing their ideas. Um, but I mean, we, someone, someone will probably do, um, not, not steal your idea, but someone could come up with your idea anyway. And if no one's ever seen it before, how do you have a claim? You won't have, you won't really have a claim to it. Exactly. Um, and all that stuff. And also in terms of us having re like, it's difficult to get resources for Africans to make games. Um, you, you know, if people can getting one of the sorry one of the things that help games become successful is you know when they have an audience um that has been following the development you know it helps inform features which people want it helps build like people it shows the interest which people have in already buying the game once you launch a once you if you decide to fund your game maybe once you launch a kickstarter you already have an audience you won't be just launching a game out of the blue which people which no one want to look at You'll have momentum. You'll um, that kind of stuff helps getting um, publishers on your side and all that stuff. So yeah, let's just be more visible. I think I have, there's so much to talk about, and yeah, there's honestly so much to talk about with that. Okay, so Tosin said so many roles in the gaming industry that have not been tapped into, which is yep. very, very, very true. Um, we are out of time. It will have been wonderful yeah. just just yeah, just talking and talking and talking with you. Um, the question now is how can people connect with you? You are a motivation, you have become um a figure, a pillar in the industry. I'm sure not just the game development industry, I'm sure gamers and esports industry esports personalities will also want to connect with you. How can they connect with you? Hey. Uh in the comments of this video no maybe <laughs> if we were still recording but um uh twitter is a good place um sometimes i'm off social media for a bit but mostly twitter if you somehow come across my email address you can email me um yeah if because if i'm not on social media i will be in my emails i think that's it someone uh Someone called me out of the blue. Someone found my number and called me out of the blues to ask for advice. Um, I don't recommend that because phones, uh, I don't like picking up phone calls. But although I was happy to hear about the person because it's someone I've never heard in games, in the games industry. But don't don't find my number and ambush me. I hope that doesn't make someone actually do that. <laughs> Email, email is email is best. Email is best if you like really, really, really want to ask something specific. But social media is also fine. I follow back and all that stuff. Do you want to drop your email or on social media handle? No, not 
not my email, social media at okay. underscore Lady Sith. Okay, so underscore Lady Sith. And that mm -hmm. is her, her name without the E. Mm -hmm. So you can you can follow her on Twitter, you can you know tweet at her and she would go ahead and um respond. Um okay, we do have another fan here who says just out here repping the sith. Yay, um, hey, Kole. Yeah, it's from Zambia. Okay, <laughs> okay. So that's you, you, once again, like I said, you are becoming a figure and you, you are becoming a pillar in the community. Yes, and Ajay Joshua has gone ahead and taken it upon himself to put what the Twitter handle looks like. Underscroll Lady C. Um, mm. Do you have any closing remarks? Any words of encouragement as we round up? Mm, yes. It, so closing words of encouragement um, for anyone who is interested anyone who is getting started already in the industry you know make yourself visible and also um be patient and persevering um games do it, it does take a while the story of games is a long one usually the story of game development does take a while don't be discouraged just keep going keep going um, we have a long way to go as an industry on the continent and we need you to be strong yeah that's it Thank you very much for taking time out to speak with us. I know you're very, very busy and you have a lot of things on your plate. Hopefully, you know, you can, we can always have you back to talk about more stuff that you've done and more opportunities people in the game development industry can take advantage of. For our viewers and listeners, once again, thank you. You can always connect with us. Our social media handles are showing on the screen. For Instagram, it's the Afro Gamer. For Twitter, it is the Afro Gamer underscore. And for Facebook, it is the official Afro Gamer. Once again, <clears throat> what we do is we push out content, anything relating to Africa. So if you have an idea or you've done anything like Site said, if you have a project that needs to be known to the public, you can always just reach out to us and tell us more about it and we'll help you push it out. Once again, thank you very much. And hopefully we'll see you on our next episode. You can connect with us on Twitter at the Afro Gamer underscore, on Instagram at the Afro Gamer, Facebook the official Afro Gamer. Thank you for listening to the Afro Gamer podcast. See you next time.